Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you're a parent, you know, don't feel shame if uh, we were to ask you, what are some of your strategies for avoiding your kids? We all do it when they're young because, as we know, children are the worst. Um, parents were asked about their, their best strategies or the ones that seem to work for them. And at the top of the list, locking ourselves in the bathroom to hide from our kids and pretending we're asleep. Now, in my experience, having two boys, neither of those really work. Because the second you go to the bathroom, I, for whatever reason, they need your attention. Right. And, and trying to fall asleep, good luck. They're poking at you and <laughs> jumping on you and squeezing your nose. I guess it depends on the age. Because they reach a level where you can say... I'm just in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Give me a few minutes in here. <laughs> there is the, those little moments in life uh, that are that are so. Uh, you just take a deep breath and feel s- such a pride, or just so happy that you're finally at this stage with your kids when you can actually catch a nap, even while they're awake and right. roaming around. Oh yeah, you know they get to that point where you can trust them to be on their own for forty five minutes or an hour. Uh huh. That's well, huge. the first time you left him home alone, he, you went out somewhere. Like, oh, yes. Went to a... It's kind of freedom. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, I remember the first time we ever went away on our own. We went on a vacation, lovely Maria and I, for a week and left the boys with family. And they were quite young. And I remember by about the Wednesday, you know, midweek, kind of like missing them. And we were both, in some ways, looking forward to getting home to see them again. And when we finally did get home, uh, we walk in the door, and they see us. They're down the hall. They look at us. They say hi, and they run into the kitchen to get a snack. <laughs> it's like we were never gone. <laughs> they don't care, really. Uh, they're like dogs. Whoever's feeding them right. is who they're going to run to. But, yeah, and it is funny the first time you, you go out and say, like, have a meal or something without them. And there is that awkwardness of almost trying to find something to talk about. Yeah. That's, that always reverts back to them. Yeah. I think I remember the first time uh, Maria and I, because we didn't live together before we got married. We we didn't live in sin like all you other folks. We're <laughs> <laughs> all going to hell. <laughs> you tried to. You just weren't able. We weren't allowed. Um, but I remember, like, after our honeymoon and when we got home and we moved into our uh, first place, that first, like, few nights anyhow... Of, like, sitting down to dinner together. Right. Like, being very adult. <laughs> but, like, at some point, I think Maria's like, should we just go see my mom? Or should we? Like, what are we doing here? Or, you know, it's like, ah, it's like, oh, let's go to bed. Now you're crawling into bed together. I don't think we're supposed to be doing this. Someone's going to come in and tell us to stay up get apart from one another. It is strange. Uh, parents were also asked about things that they must have on hand at all times when you have children at the top of the list, snacks. Okay, for to- sure. Toys, games, wet wipes, a smartphone or a tablet to keep them busy. Surprised that wasn't one or two. Yeah, that is the way we are now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we keep our old phones just to have them there. Remember downloading movies on the phones, yeah. running out of space on phones because of all of that. It is to the stage now when a woman gives birth to a baby, out pops the baby, and we're more excited to see what out pops out next. Is it a a, um, a Chromebook <laughs> or an iPad? Well, once again, I have been taught a lesson at the Venn Ranch never to live in a home with a sidewalk and a boulevard. Okay. Where the hideous human beings 
with their horrible pets <laughs> can roam around. My neighborhood, I have never lived anywhere where there was more dogs. It is un it's like every single house owns one. Well, I think the pandemic certainly, but in terms of the pricing, drove dogs way up. And uh, in terms of ownership, two people figured they had the time at home to train them. That was the excuse to never get one before. It's not the dog in our that, house. And it's not the dog that needs training. It's the owners that need the training. True. Because out of the two of them, they're the worst. I mean, dogs need to do what they need to do. They got to poop. They got to pee. I literally had a neighbor once again allow his dog to drop its guts on the boulevard in front of our house. I saw it happen. I banged on the window because I was looking out the front, and I went around. And I said, it picked that up. He looked at me, smiled, and kept walking. Really? Oh, I wanted to grab a shovel, pick up the poop. Follow him all the way home and drop it on his lawn. Yeah, and you'd be you'd be justified in doing so. And then hit him in the back of the head with the shovel. <laughs> okay, that part might have been the offside. Pull wow. Pull so like when confronted, yeah. did nothing about no, it. Could care less. And that's how we operate today. Big dog? Eh, medium size. Okay. Big enough of a poop. Yeah. I wanted to pull a good fellas, Ray Liotta, yeah. walk across the street and beat him down. Yeah. Oh, I so now my. I would have been inclined to just pick it out with my hand and throw it at him at that point, steaming and everything. My next. Uh, they my, got soap. Yeah, my next mission though will be uh, I am on the hunt for any product that I can spray around the perimeter of my lawn. Right. Uh, that'll that as soon as dogs uh, come near it, they they don't want to walk on my lawn and poop. They have that stuff. I mean, without picking it up and putting it back onto his lawn, I think you you could have called bylaw that situation. I mean, yeah. you can follow him and find out where he lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not continuous, but it's enough to be annoying, and it's always happened. I We have the same thing happen in, in, in our neighborhood, too. And people, and sometimes you'll see it, and I wonder, like, did a bear come and drop this thing somewhere? Because mm -hmm. it's like a massive poop. Yeah. Um, but if you can own a big dog, you got to prepare for that sort yeah. of thing. And um, I've I've seen some neighbors who have a long boulevard, live on a corner like yourself, who actually put like a thing of poop bags out mm -hmm. on their fence to encourage people who might not have one with them. I don't think they can try and pick up their uh, their poop. I've seen little signs say don't please don't let your dog poop here. Yeah. Basically, no pooping signs. Yeah. On, on boulevards, I don't, you know, again, I I don't know what I'm going to do if my dog is squatting. <laughs> it goes where it wants to go. Yeah. I can drag it along only so far. Once it's it's starting to squat, it's not stopping. Um, and then what confuses me the most, because I see it a lot. We have a, a public walkway near us, and, and I see a lot of people either leave it there, but the one that confuses me the most still is the ones who bag it and then drop it. Yeah. Like you've done the nasty part. Yep. No, I it's there's there's no answer. And I and I think that even putting up a sign or putting out the bags just would turn most people into spoilt little children and that they would do exactly the opposite you asked of them just to spite you. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, there's no solving. Like, this person who saw you mm. and looked at you yeah. and still continued on without without apologizing, you know, could have said, I'm very sorry, I'll be back, I don't right. have a bag, right? Uh, he, could have been, he could have lied and told you that. Yeah. Uh, but decided, uh-uh, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, 
It drives me. And then, it, like, it happened, you know, kind of just after dinner, and it just ate at me for the rest of the evening. Like, I was just furious. Right. I'd follow him and find out where he lives. Yeah, it's a walk, though. <laughs> that seems like effort. <laughs> you, uh, when was the last time you were in a uh, hotel room that had one of those jacuzzi tubs? Oh, a jacuzzi tub? That'd be years ago. Yeah, it used to be a thing like in Niagara Falls. Right. Heart-shaped yes. jacuzzi. Actually, I think the kids were in a hockey tournament in November. I wasn't there. Adrian took them. But, uh, like, you could upgrade your room to get the heart-shaped jacuzzi tub. And they put it, like, right in the middle of the room. It wasn't like it was in yeah. the... Uh, in the bathroom, like right in the middle of the room. Yeah, it's full on from uh, like 1970s porn. Right. Is what those things are. And uh, it is said, and I don't think this is shocking, they're incredibly gross. Oh, for sure. Of course, viruses, fungus, and bacteria love hot tubs. And it, uh, the temperature in those things make it a perfect breeding ground. Even when we had our hot tub, I mean, I always had to be on top of it because the boys... We're constantly in and out of it. You know, you just can't control them, and their feet are all dirty. And yeah, you know, that's why they're basically they are a chemical bath for the most part. Yeah, yeah, and you have a bunch of people over. Maybe you have a party. A bunch of people are jumping in and out of it. It turns into a big DNA soup. Like uh-huh. it really is a a lot of work to keep them clean and nice. That's why I know there are some people who have hot tubs who just say, "Look, it's just for me and my spouse. Like nobody else gets to use gotcha. it." Gotcha. And I get that. Generally, these jacuzzi tubs are just uh, gross because people are gross. One of the uh, main reasons uh, hotel hot tubs are disgusting is people just don't practice good hygiene, and the chances that they showered before they got in are probably slim to none. Well, even that at the public pool or any pool, have you ever seen someone shower oh, before getting into never. it? Never. And more, more than that, usually, especially if you've got kids, they're lathered in sunscreen before they right. jump into it. There is nothing more gross Nothing. I could go into a porta potty at a six day <laughs> fest- music festival in the dead of summer. It's not as gross as the shower and changing rooms at public pools. Yeah. And when your kids are little, all they could do is get in there and roll around on the floor. You know, I remember picking them up like we're walking through lava. Yeah. You know, trying to keep them off the ground, get them up on the wooden bench. Try to get them dressed, and they come home, and they, their clothes would be stuck to them because they'd be still half soaking wet. Well, and because of you know, if it's cleaned regularly or at least mopped down, because of just the turnaround and turnover that's going yeah. on, and with all the swimming lessons, that it would everything would just be soaked. You'd be standing oh. in just a layer of uh, of trail of water. It was absolutely disgusting. And there's always like one soaked pair of underwear under a bench right. or a, one left sock. So forgotten. Yeah. I've said it before, <laughs> I'll say it again. It's my motto in life. Even if I was on fire walking by a public pool, I wouldn't jump in. Um, the chemicals the hotels use, even when they do try to clean them and they don't clean them enough, uh, but the chemicals they use are really bad for you. Uh, skin irritation and uh, stingy eyes come along with it. And I thought this was an interesting fact. There's definitely poop in that jacuzzi. Right. Here's a fun fact. The average person has about 100 milligrams of it hanging out between their cheeks at any given time. (laughs) Now, that's really only about a a fifth of a teaspoon, so not a whole lot of poop. Yeah. But you get 50 people in a hotel jacuzzi. (laughs) That, That poop adds up. Regina. The uh, capital city of Saskatchewan, Regina, is uh, not happy. The uh, the people 
are a little upset with their tourism board after the uh, tourism board decided to uh, lean into a pretty obvious joke people have about the name Regina. <laughs> okay. They, uh, they launched a, a new ad campaign last week with a few slogans that aren't subtle at all. Like, hey, show us your Regina. <laughs> <laughs> And Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. <laughs> First of all, I'm shocked Regina has a tourism board. <laughs> and nobody wants... What is there to see there? Is that a hot spot of some sort? Or much like its nickname, once you've been there once, do you need to go back? <laughs> what else is there to do? Oh, my goodness. So people are upset about this. Yeah, they got they their are. panties in a knot. <laughs> they, they certainly did. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, listen, you, that, that, should, that should be the entrance to the city. Yeah. You know how St. Louis has the, uh, the arches? <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the city above Regina? Because no one can find it. People were talking about uh, things that we overshare on social media and we're sick of seeing. I don't think you'll be shocked by the number one thing. But uh, a lot of stuff that we're all oversharing. Things like uh, relationship stuff, just constantly oversharing about our love of partner. Here she is, especially like on anniversaries. Right. You know, cuddled together. Meanwhile, you haven't been speaking to each other in reality for the last mm. two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't like hearing others bragging about their wealth. Of course, it seems. Gotcha. You know. What I just spent another week in Bali. Yeah. Your sex life. Now, I don't see a lot of people sharing their sex life. Online, but yeah, I get maybe on different kind of sites. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, we're tired of people oversharing accomplishments again. That well, that might be fueled more by jealousy, perhaps. right? Yes, religious beliefs nobody wants to be preached. Kids, oh, this one I agree with. So many photos of kids. <laughs> you made children? Wow, that's so unique and different. Uh, of course, mundane daily life, like photos of food. Actually, I was thinking about you yesterday because I got a guy on Facebook who's constantly sharing his food. And it constantly looks like it's already been through someone. Right. Yeah, I know. I got a couple of those. It's gross. Yeah. Like, how do you believe that plate presentation looks good at all? It's just a big brown mess with lumps in it. <laughs> and I'm not sure what the uh, the take-home is supposed to be. Like, are we supposed to be proud of the accomplishment? Are we supposed to be jealous that he's eating that? I don't know. Okay, look, I have shared a couple of things when it comes to food. I'm not. I'm no saint. When I, I, I grilled steaks in the storm there around Christmas, I thought that was unique, so I took a photo of the storm and the steaks. Oh, yeah, when I grilled a big tomahawk, I took a picture yeah. of that with a nice bottle of wine. But yeah, a chili, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a chili with some cheese on it. I can go to Taco Bell and get that. It's enough already. Uh, and of course, the top of the list: political views. Uh, what's interesting is, with all of these complaints, then why have it? Like, if all of these things bother you, mm. then why have it? Because I'm not sure what else is supposed to be put up there. Then, right? What's left? Like, what do you want to see of people? Just that they exist? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what you're supposed to share. Or maybe you just, maybe the, the deal is 
don't share so much all the time. Right. You know, you see some people, they are posting just constantly. Hours, every couple hours. Yeah. Now, I, I get it. Like for some with Instagram and TikTok and others, they're trying to change it into a moneymaker. They're trying to be an influencer. They're trying to attract, you know, as much attention as they can. But just to be on Facebook showing photos of the new socks you bought or... Right. The sandwich you're having at Subway. And, but, and part of that is the influencer side of it. Like, it is really is amazing. You'll see it on Instagram. Things, things will pop up. Where women just will just, this is what I'm wearing today. Mm. This is what I put with this combination. Like, as if no one else had ever thought of that. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it so incredibly sad, and I think this more and more all the time, that this greatest invention that, you know, has come to mankind and the Internet has really turned us into tube socks. Right. We're, we're, we have, we have so gone down the the side of narcissism and vanity, and it's it was just also incredibly shallow. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, and it really does show those that are more shallow than others. Yeah. Oh, and and it's also you mean you talk about have the the rise in in mental health and the awareness mm-hmm. about that. It, it has led people to to feel so. Uh, you know, anxious about their own looks, um, you know, low self-worth because they don't have the same accomplishments or friends as others. It, it's a massive contributing factor to it. It's social media. I, uh, I've, I've said to you in the past that I, uh, that I'm rarely on Twitter. I, I share our podcast and are on demand there. But recently I decided to go back and scroll through and click on some stories. And my God, it is just a cesspool. It is, it, like, I just see nothing but videos of people getting beaten up, mm. people screaming at each other over politics. Like, there is no place on the Internet uh, that's such a massive public forum that is so full of anger and rage than Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible. Uh, and, and I'm not even sure if you're separating the bots anymore or just people. I, I'm, what I'm continually, I'm continually amazed of, and it's not just Twitter, it's Facebook and everywhere. It's how openly people are are, are putting some themselves out there as bigots, mm. right? Mm. The, the things that should not be said out loud, uh, it's not okay to tweet or post or share those either. You know, if you're a homophobe, it, just sit at home and be a homophobe. Then mm. you don't have to throw it out there all the time, and and it's happening all the time. Yeah. I mean, I you know the the Jamie Reimer story that has come out about him not want, wanting to wear the uh, the pride uh, flag right. during, uh, or the the jersey I guess with the, the pride logo on it. Yeah. I, I don't know what side of the fence I fall on with that. Whether I think he's wrong or whether I think he's right, I don't think he's right. But I also don't believe that his personal views should be held against him. I, like if somebody doesn't want to do something, I don't know that they should be forced to do it. So I'm kind of. Up in the air on that one, but what really drives me insane is the holier than thou's mm. who come down on him for this thing. Right. He put out some statement recently. I thought it was very well written, and and I, you know, basically he says I, I respect everybody. I don't have a problem with anybody, but I have my religious views, and I just don't, you know. But we just turn on people so quickly. Yeah, the only problem with him is he, you can't, you can't cherry pick. Mm. When it comes to you know, I'm I'm religious today, but not tomorrow. Well, has there been a day when he did that? I don't know. That same book that he's using also says you're not supposed to work on Sundays. 
Right. Right? A lot of Leaf fans would have liked him not to work that game where he let in three goals in the third period against Boston. Happened to be on a Sunday. Right. Right? I don't see him quitting work or taking the time off on a Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, what part of the book do you follow and what do you not? Well, look, you know me, when it comes to that book, I think it's the worst book ever written. And there's, there's no book that's more full of holes. There's no, there's no book that, you know, as I said to you before, Alice in Wonderland is a more reliable book than that thing is. So let's not even go down that road. I just, I feel like, you know, if there was a situation here in this building that they, you know, management said, we'd like you to do something, don something, put your support behind this cause, we're all going to do it. Well, what if one of us felt like that's not our thing? You know, I remember we, okay, we worked with a guy uh, when I first got here. We all decided to do the Movember, if right. you remember. Yes. He goes, it's not my thing. I don't want to do it. Well, okay. But there was some some stuff held against him over that. And in retrospect, why should he have been forced to do it? Mm. But we uh, we get our backup when somebody decides, eh, I'm, not, I'm not joining that caravan. Right. It's not my thing. Yeah, I mean that's a months long campaign. It's a bit longer. Yeah, and, than and, wearing a jersey. For you know, me. than wearing. If if you are working for um, whatever company you might be working for, and one day they decide, well, uh, you know, here's our company shirt. It's a pink one, right? Uh, and it's in support of this day. But you say no, then you know, guess what? You don't go to work that day. You don't get paid that day. Mm. <laughs> in my look on it, that doesn't happen here. And I find it very interesting just the way that it all happened because uh, he wasn't even starting that day. Right. So San Jose Sharks could have very well just, you know, called up their backup goaltender and said, James Reimer's having a rest day today and mm-hmm. left it at that. They didn't do that. They mm-hmm. put the statement out early that he's not playing today and not taking part because he doesn't, you know, believe in this. I think they kind of hung him out to dry on it and made an example of him right. in that situation. Because other teams you know, around that league have canceled their their pride jerseys days rather than having to go through the controversy. Yeah. Now when I think back to that co-worker, I think, what the hell was his problem with Movember? You don't support cancer and trying to find a cure to that? Uh, listen, some people don't want to look like an, they feel like look like an idiot with right. a mustache. They right. don't, don't want to do that. I wasn't a big fan of it right, myself. Because, you know, I've got TV and other things yeah, publicly that I'm doing. Yeah, but you walk around with that goat constantly. Yeah, I do, right? But, you know, to shave it down to a mustache right. was not really what I wanted to do. I'm not Tom Selleck. Okay, but listen, Ron McLean, this was back when you were just doing generals games and four I people understand. were watching. Yeah, but, you know, when the one guy who goes, you know, from the office to his bedroom and watches Leaf games all day long, and that's all he does, right? Right? Doesn't really, isn't really affected by that. For me, I out in the public and doing other things too get over yourself rock mornings with craig venn and lucky 94.9 the rock